Hey, thanks for joining us today for this episode of CloudQuest with Salian Consulting. CloudQuest is a conversation with SMBs for SMBs, and our goal is to simply grow together, looking at how our companies can benefit from cloud technologies. You can stay connected with us at cloudquest.fm or on social media. And if you benefit from today's episode, maybe consider sharing it or giving us a review to help others find us. Now let's get into the conversation. Thanks for joining us for our initial episode. And today's conversation is far less technical than what will most likely be the norm, but it's simply an introduction to us as a company and to what we aspire to accomplish with this podcast. We've been a consulting development and services firm for over 20 years, and we're an advanced tier AWS partner, a member of the solutions provider program with AWS, and a recipient of a number of awards from AWS. Our goal here is to inspire you to take this journey with us and utilize our experiences and knowledge as a launchpad, enabling you to chart a path to your own digital transformations. We look forward to connecting with you in future episodes, but for now, Let's get started with episode one of the CloudQuest podcast. I'm Adam Russ. I work in the AWS practice at Salient and have had the privilege of working with these fine folks here for a while now. Yeah, I'm Mike Duncan. I am a AWS cloud architect. I'm certified as a uh, solutions architect at the professional level and have uh, contributed to building our AWS practice and our hosting platform. My name is Jeremiah Small, and I'm the Director of Engineering here at Salient. And um, I'm also AWS Professional Certified Architect. Um, been kind of um, focusing a lot on our AWS practice in the last three years, along with Bill and Mike and Jillian and Adam. Hey everyone, I'm Jillian Gentry. I'm Vice President here at Salient Consulting and all of our cloud practices roll up to me. So I help to oversee strategy and growth for our uh, AWS practice, which we're talking about today, as well as our cloud native applications. That's our, our team that focuses on web applications as well as Salesforce. So all of our cloud-based computing rolls up to me at Salient. Um, I'm really excited to be here and just talk about uh, the growth within AWS and uh, and how to help folks you know come into come into the cloud. Hi, and I'm Bill Heiser. I'm the director of the AWS Prex here at Salient. I've uh, been uh, Salient for quite a number of years now, I think coming up my 10th anniversary here next year. And um, prior to that, I was with uh, Apple and Claris for about 15 years as senior consultant engineer. Um, been working real hard to bring uh, a lot of new capabilities to uh, Salient and the, the uh, cloud practice and along with our MSP and it's been a pleasure to work from all these guys and looking forward to taking and bringing our experience as we've moved through our journey of what we've learned and what we've made mistakes on and what, uh, what our plans are for the future. Awesome. And that kind of encapsulates this podcast is our journey to the cloud and how we did it and things that we see that SMBs can take advantage of in that regard. Uh, we're going to be talking about a number of things today along those lines. And um, Bill, I think, is this is a great group to start this out with um, number of perspectives that we have on this call and, you know, really looking forward to continuing this conversation in the future. We'll be talking to other folks within Salient. Jillian mentioned our Claris practice, uh, Salesforce and, and CNA. We've got a deep bench of people to, to talk to and, and get a lot of great information out to our audience. So we're looking forward to that and today's topic. Yeah, so to begin, you know, I want to sort of set the stage of where this podcast is going to head and, you know, kind of where we started from and, and kind of go from there. And we'll talk a little bit today about our journey along that way and, 
and uh, you know why it's important. I, I was doing some statistics looking at them, so I, I looked up some numbers. <laughs> and it's quite interesting what is what has happened over the, the last. Uh, you know, when you go back a decade or so, it's it's amazing to me the the growth in you know cloud. I mean, you're talking about uh, 24.6 billion dollar market cap in 2010, and in 2020 that is 156 billion dollar market cap. So um, yeah. I think I saw some interesting numbers around something like 97, 97% of, of enterprises have made sub movement to the cloud. And in the SMB space, 67% of infrastructure is entirely based on, on the cloud. So, um, you know, as a consulting firm dealing with a lot of applications, dealing with a lot of software development, um, it became clear to us a number of years ago, I think, you know, five or six years ago, that it was just going to be an important aspect of the growth of our company and how we we're going to help our clients make that movement. And so we've built a lot of things uh, uh, to support that. We implemented, uh, you know, a, a training procedure, a cloud center of excellence to try and get people certified and trained on this technologies. Uh, we became an AWS partner. Uh, we moved through the registered tier a number of years ago and to, into a select tier. And uh, just recently in the last year and a half or so, we've achieved our advanced tier uh, a partnership with AWS, as well as an SPP or solutions uh, a provider for AWS and a number of designations. So we're kind of setting ourselves up to become um, a leader for our small businesses and helping them make what we kind of consider a light step into the cloud. You know, as you as you read a lot, what comes into play is there's a general feeling that making a move into the cloud you know, has to be this all or nothing thing. And it is 100 percent clear that we see a, a variety. I sort of see three veins. And when I think about uh, Salesforce and I think about uh, the application side of our cloud computing, as well as the CNC or the computing side, uh, there's three areas that come into play. And the first one is this sort of I, I want to do everything at once. And we've had some customers do that, you know, like entire infrastructure movements, everything from uh, desktop as a service or DAS. You know, we've had clients make an entire movements there. And, you know, during 2020 or during COVID, you know, there was something like a 96% increase in that in, in desktop as a service. And that's certainly been a part of our, our portfolio. But we've created uh, what we call Saline.Cloud, which is our managed hosting service and our MSP offering. And the the offering there is designed to sort of fulfill that sort of middle piece, the, the second of the three I was talking about, where it's about a hybrid. There's a lot of stuff on-prem, legacy implementations, and, and um, a lot of infrastructure and a lot of, of investment in that. And the MSP is designed to help them move some portions of that. I think of it as like the low-hanging fruit, you know, those pieces that you can identify very quickly that because of cloud on-demand scale models, dynamicness, you can take advantage of those things very, very quickly, and you can easily understand the financial change as well as all of the, the increases in security and availability and solving off-prem backups. And then the third component is this, this notion that I want to go just to a pure SaaS model. And a lot of SaaS models are backed by AWS and cloud infrastructures and those sort of things. And having that middle component where we're able to lift and shift, refactor, replatform, whatever is specific to that particular client's need, and then leveraging both ends of that spectrum, those things that still need to stay on-prem, those things that need to participate in, in a, a pure SaaS model, uh, we find that we're able to integrate a lot of those things. And over the last few years, you know, we've, uh, we've done a lot of work with, um, with integrations, application development. You know, specifically Jeremiah and his team have done a lot of work in building up 
not only the the tools and the infrastructure and working working with the the infrastructure side of things to to put together different types of deployments for code deploy and methodologies around it we're building up a lot of skill set a lot of tool sets and skill sets around that i'm interested in from you jeremiah what you know over the last couple of years what have been your big takeaways that have been so relevant to our smbs yeah well I mean, one thing that's notable for, for SMBs is they come, they fall into a number of, it's a very diverse category, right? And so you end up with yeah. uh, people coming to us that are, you know, building something new and they don't have baggage. And so cloud totally makes sense to them. They can just opt in and start their business in the cloud. You, sometimes you have people that have done that and maybe they were limited by whatever SaaS platform they, they selected, you know, like Airtable or something that's kind of simplistic and they need to sort of like ramp up their sophistication, but they're already in the cloud and that's not an issue for them. And then kind of the opposite of the spectrum is you have people that have a, a, a money-making business that's been in business for since before the cloud existed and they understand um, the advantages of, uh, of the cloud, but they, for many different reasons, can't make a wholesale move because that would be not a wise business decision. And so the idea is to find what we've been trying to focus on probably primarily in that second category is ways to make the, that initial step um, lower risk for people that don't have kind of an in-house IT department and people that can spend their full time or their entire career kind of analyzing the risk and, and, building up that infrastructure. So we want to make, we've, we've tried to make it so that there's an economy of scale where we've invested in, you know, we've gotten ourselves certified. We've, we've understood, we've tried to really get in and understand AWS in particular from the perspective of somebody who's in that boat where we've identified where those, um, common initial steps that make the most sense for, for many people exist, we've tried to kind of streamline that in a combination of both from everything from the billing side to the onboarding side, to the account management side, to, you know, the day-to-day maintenance. So because AWS itself is obviously uh, potentially massively overwhelming for, especially for a small business. You look at the dashboard of, you know, AWS.com and it's I think the number has probably gone up, but is at one point there were at least 1,500 different distinct services that you could use on AWS. And that doesn't make sense. It's, that doesn't scale to small business. So what we've been trying to to serve as and trying to, try to embody is being that kind of SMB adapter so that you can, you can hook into all the power that makes sense for a small business to, to either make that hybrid step or to go, you know, like eventually put all their weight onto it, but without having to uh, tackle the, the kind of like cognitive load of getting, uh, getting onto the cloud. It seems to me that something that you brought up there, you kind of touched on that it seems to be a reoccurring theme over and over is this idea that, you know, I mean, you look at some of the numbers, I think it was 94% of the number of enterprises you use cloud services. And there's a reason for that. I mean, as, we, as we've been having conversations when we meet with AWS and have been talking through their partner network, um, you know, and bringing on SMBs, our, our particular client focus, 
enterprises can very easily recognize these big economies of scale because they're going after services that they can run as microservices and they can leverage those things. And there's a lot of hardware and there's a lot of costs involved in that. And so when you switch from on-prem, you start using these things in an on-demand way as opposed to having to build the infrastructure and the capital cost to do that, they can take advantage of that. At the SMB level, though, it's a little harder to do that. If they want to take advantage of, let's, let's just say, a more uh, advanced feature set. I'm thinking of things around AI and IoT and analytics and BI and these sort of things. The, the investment you're trying to get from here to just initially take advantage of is a pretty big lift. Well, in the enterprise, it can cost leverage that, and it makes a lot of sense. For the SMB, though, what I think the cloud brings, and I've seen this in, with a lot of the work that your team has been doing, is you're able to take these sort of heavy lifting things that because now we have an on-demand model and we can kind of beg, borrow, and steal, if you will, a little bit from those, we can get, bring those sort of enterprise capabilities, if you will, to the SMB, and it makes it a much more attractive offering when you don't have to dive all the way in. Again, you can kind of tread into that, try it out, see how it works, and see what the business uh, value is for you. Would you kind of would you agree that you know bringing some of this enterprise class level stuff down is kind of a is is an easy sell, but you got to get it past you know an understanding. And, and once they do, that seems to be like something that works pretty well for them. Absolutely. I mean, basically, you could almost think of it like what we provide is a focusing lens to kind of help the decision makers, you know, zero in on, on the things that are going to be relevant to them in day-to-day -day operations. Because, you know, like you said, in a small business context, um, almost everything, everybody within the organization is going to have to wear multiple hats. And the idea of like going in and like researching AWS from scratch, or God forbid that you like, are like just generically being agnostic and you want to research AWS and Google cloud and Azure <laughs> and you want to like figure out which one's best. Mm -hmm. So what we're trying to do is make, um, you know, make the, the buying decision easier by putting that lens on the things that we've identified as really beneficial to getting onto the platform. Cause once you're on the platform, you can easily, take advantage of anything that's that's in there, which makes it so much so appealing for people to do. I mean, that's why the, the sort of hybrid strategy of not having to put all your eggs in that basket on day one is makes so much sense from a business perspective. That's why that first step is so crucial, right? Because if you're an SMB, you're staring into the abyss of everything that's cloud. But you mentioned something earlier, don't pigeonhole yourself into thinking that just the large enterprises can take advantage of this. It is for everybody. But again, that first step sometimes is the hardest one to take because you don't know where you're at. You're trying to find your footing. And that's where we're trying to get people to. And the focus of, you know, that light step, get in there, see what you can do, see what, see what you can take advantage of and, and, you know, really open your mind up to what you could do as a result of getting into the cloud there. It's not just for those large enterprise clients. That's what I'm so excited about that we're doing here at Salient because Salient knows SMBs. We know small to medium-sized businesses. This is what we've been doing for years. We also know consulting. We understand consulting process. We know how to come in and strategize with you, with our client, with our partner. And our goal is to be your trusted partner, is to help you navigate all of this. And what I'm what I'm so excited about, because this provides a huge value to, to SMB leaders, to SMB owners, is that you can have us come on board and we will we will hold your hand. We will 
will take you through that first light step into the cloud. And for a handful, a handful of hours, a few thousand dollars, it's a great investment for you because you will get a panel of experts. You get a panel of people who understand SMBs. They understand what the sort of business challenges are that you're looking at and also understand technology and consulting. And it's a great investment, a great value proposition for you, for the client, because you can get the set of experts that are going to, for a very small investment, help you understand that. They're going to help you understand what the options are. We're going to help you understand what some of the risks are. You know, we're seeing some of the challenges for SMBs as they're concerned about cost, they're concerned about security, they're concerned about just how to navigate that. For you know, a very small amount of money, you can bring us on and we can help you navigate that by the end of that first engagement. Again, this very small step, this light step into the cloud, we'll be able to analyze that for you, assess that for you give you that, you know, give you that assessment and then you can make decisions and then you can partner with, with us or others or make decisions on what to do with your business. And I just think that's a genuine value proposition for people. We're able to be there and help you with that and, and we're good at it. That's what it, that's what I'm excited about being able to provide that value for, for people to, to help them get there. Yeah. You, you hit on a couple of really key points there, Julian, that, that, that as we are like sort of a guiding post, if you will, you know, it's one thing to, you know, Jeremiah mentioned this idea of having to look at all, a whole bunch of different clouds. I mean, we made some very specific, diligent effort to go in and be, who do we want to partner with in this space? You know, do we want to be a Google Cloud? Do we want to be Azure? Do we want to do, um, you know, Alibaba, whatever it may be? Um, the point being is, uh, you know, as we looked at that, I mean, I think um, market now, I think AWS is about 32% of of all, and it's the leader by far in terms of, of cloud storage and cloud workloads being placed there. And we specifically went into that. If you and, and have invested in that, because you can't be all things to all people, you just can't, especially in a small business. When I think of it from the perspective Jeremiah brought up of having to consume and think about and digest all those different clouds and then try to understand which one the that's where we come in. You know, we've kind of done a lot of that work for you. And certainly you may or may not agree that that may be the platform for your choice, but we can help you through that. But when you do engage with this and that, you're, you're bringing in this, this notion of having project skills and actual processes in a way that we go about our work. We've applied that to the methodologies that we've learned against, you know, AWS well-architected frameworks and, you know, the tools and the capabilities there. And it helps to dilute this massive amount of, well, I think of it as like a gray cloud, you know, of things that you have to choose from and, and d disseminate that down to, um, you know, much more digestible pieces. Our road mapping service, uh, it really is designed to do that, kind of break that down and come out of that with some of that low hanging fruit and decide what makes the, what makes the most sense to gain quick wins. And we've seen that a lot with our clients as they come on and what you might think of as like almost like a teeny tiny step. Let's take this workload. And let's move it to the cloud and let's see what it solves. And over time, I think uh, my numbers are at 62% of our clients have at least doubled or more their workload within the first 12 months of adopting. And that is a trend that we continue to see. And that's happened uh, with a number of clients again, year over, year over. And I think that guidance along the way and helping them understand, you know, what's going on there has has been a big help in, in helping them grow and take advantage of those things. You know, well, we were just working
with a client who that was exactly it. They they were hugely technologically um, sophisticated, but it was all on prem. I mean, they knew how to run they knew how to run their business. They knew how to run it, but it was all on prem. They had some stuff they knew they wanted to move to the cloud, but they didn't know how. You know, they knew what they were doing. They knew their business. They knew technology, but they didn't know how to how to move to the cloud. And what we were able to do is to come on and work with them and do a proof of concept that would say, hey, let's let's set up a couple of options. Let's see what works well for you. Let's work together with you around this. Let's assess and analyze both you know cost security, uh, efficiency, navigability, all of that. Um, we've done that for, for really a fairly low investment for that company and have helped them to figure out how to do that, how to get their, again, their fairly sophisticated on-prem technology, how to move the first piece of that, just this proof of concept, this first piece of it into the cloud to help them to, again, just take that very first step. Um, and I think that just speaks to, you know, to what you were speaking to there. And it's so exciting. It's so valuable to them to be able to just have someone hold their hand, navigate them through that, that first step there. And indeed. And, you know, when, when I was, when I was doing some research for this podcast and kind of getting a flavor for what, what are people's concerns? You know, what, what, what is, what is the, what are the, what are the things that hold you back? It is amazing. There's one thing that stands out overall. And this process I think goes to address it. And I want to bring Mike into this because I think he's got some interesting ideas on this. 93% of businesses identify cloud security as their number one concern, you know, and hey. When we first started going down this path, this was sort of like job one for us because we knew this would be a bit of a hurdle. I don't think we had any understanding that it would be, you know, this gigantic of a concern. But we see time and time again that, and you use the term legacy implementation, legacy skill set. My experience was and many things are done conceptually the same way to deal with security, whether it be security groups and firewalls and and networks and VPNs and security and keys. and But they're implemented in a little bit different way. And coming from a legacy mindset, you understand the concepts, but without a partner to guide you to, oh, that's an equivalent for this or this is how this is done now, uh, it can be quite of a jump. And part of the work we've done in the MSP has we've had to tackle those challenges. And Mike specifically has spent a lot of time working with uh, the various capabilities of, of AWS, specifically around security. And Mike, I know that you have some thoughts on the MSP and what we've done there. What is it that you see that over time and time again, different clients that you're able to address and sort of, do you think of it as this big problem and it be, ends up being a really small one once you have, are able to articulate that out to them? I almost think that the, uh some of the things that are most advantageous to our clients are the things that we're doing our own DevOps and our, our own approaches to uh, like going, moving from uh, creating IAM roles to SSO and, and enabling that through our, through our org, or even, even the fact that, you know, moving uh, up to uh, an AWS org where we have, uh, child accounts and every everybody's in there where we manage and sequester like all their all their services all their billing if we want to uh, implement service control policies um, that all kind of ties into it and that's something that uh, isn't even really it probably doesn't even come on the radar of most of our clients so they never see that those kind of things yeah I totally agree I mean basically it's funny because we have had this objection um, in in certain cases just on principle. But in fact, um, what we're, what we're, what the incumbent scenario is, is actually less secure than what we're moving to. So, um, by virtue of moving into our, um, kind of into, into our ecosystem, 
you're going to, uh, you know, you're going to inherit basically the kind of institutional knowledge that we've accumulated as far as sort of that baseline. Um, there's a lot of naive mistakes that let's just be honest, we, we made early on, which have been remedied. And so like, this is a battle tested environment. You know, this is not, we've been audited numerous times on behalf of other clients. And, you know, we, you know, this isn't like, you're not going to be going in and trying to, you know, research it from uh, first principles and trying to figure it all out and hope you get it right. Which actually does lead me to an interesting uh, kind of broader picture in terms of like this uh, cognitive impairment that people face when they're faced with overchoice. And that is a, that is another Kind of, we, we've decided to straddle the line in in that regard. You you often see people kind of aperture down to like a retail level, where in, especially in the hosting in, in the hosting market, where it's like basic, professional, and enterprise or whatever, and they give you a fixed price. So there's a reason for that, a psychological reason, because overchoice is a cognitive impairment that everybody faces. However, in our case, we haven't. We've gone. We've kind of we're B to B we're not a retail uh, hosting solution. So we found that it was um, on the one hand, maybe a little disingenuous. On the other hand, maybe just um, glossing over the actual economy that's available. So while it's a little bit, what we do is we aperture down the number of choices, but we don't dumb it down. You're still getting full access to AWS. You're not getting some kind of like glass bubble around a, a limited set of like over, over, you know, over uh, selected technologies. When you get involved with hosting through us, you're getting access, you get access to all of AWS as needed and as it fits your scenario, but you just, we help you with that overchoice problem based on our experience and our consulting or basically our understanding of your business, but we're not dumbing it down. Well, and, and that applies both to someone who comes on board with us within the, the MSP, but those choices and those selections and that we've, we've also learned over time that, and like you say, we, we certainly made mistakes early in the game for sure. And we've, we, we try and take those choices and those mistakes and turn them into limiting that aperture. I, I, I like that terminology where we just sort of limit that, that conversation can go crazy complicated if you don't aperture that but because we're not limited we're not a you know we're not a a SaaS pure SaaS model and we're not this sort of typical hosting model where you're you're just it's anything goes there we're helping you bring that down aperture that down make some selections and then customize it as possible and whether you come into the MSP as a client or we're helping you architect your implementation whether it be a specific workload or an entire infrastructure as a uh, you know, a platform choice, a lift and shift of various things, you know, we're, we're going to try and limit that down and try and make it so that you can make some informed choices. Those things that matter should be at the top of the list. And those things that don't matter, you know, go down to the bottom of the, you know, the, the list, but not completely removed. So I think it helps people make some decisions. I, I find that I find that as we talk to clients about any particular workload or any particular application that they, that they want, you know, you, you, you know, you always have a tendency to start with, I want the pie in the sky. And the reality of it is, is you just don't need to do it all at one point in time. And I, I think the cloud does help with that. We can do implementation small, factor it down, break it down into phases and, and uh, you know, add services and add components and capabilities as time goes by. So well, I would add that 
it's definitely not a one size fits all proposition either. For sure. You know, everybody's different and you're going to, uh, it's going to depend on their situation and help them navigate that, those different options for, uh, migration strategies. You know, it's going to be different and they're, they're, even, even in there, it's not always clear cut, like which, which strategy you go with, because it's going to depend on a bunch of different factors, you know, their, uh, comfort or their, it could just be even the, the time to market that they need to, to make that happen. But there's, there's definitely, um, you know, as you get into options where say, I want to take more advantage of the cloud, where maybe I need to refactor some, some of my, some of my architecture and applications that that's where you really see opportunity for optimization. Yeah. I mean, think of this most recent project that we're all working on right now, where we, there's sort of two facets to their business. One is this legacy application that we are helping them design uh, what choices, a, a marketplace selection, a build and roll your own. And then we're going to take whatever options that are there and roll that into some deployment models and lay some cloud formations into place and some automation to help stand up that legacy app. And that for all of those reasons that you've had, there is some just significant cost to just lift and shift that. No code change, no advantages, really taking advantage. Yeah, they have a, they have a legacy data center with 30 servers or something like that. And they're paying sort of bare metal, sort mm -hmm. of old school pricing. And they're looking for cost savings on this part of the project. So as Jillian mentioned, kind of this idea of doing prototyping, it's so easy. So the first round of work, rather than being theoretical, as Bill's saying, we've, we've, you know, we've given, we've together with them, looking at the options, we've boiled it down to like three possible paths and we're setting them all up and letting them play with them before they make a commitment to which ultimate path. And that is going to affect one side of their business, but they're, you know, this is a very forward thinking company and they're, 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 they're conscious of the cloud and they understand where they go. Another side that we're engaging with is this sort of, we'll just call it pure cloud play for the lack of a better term. You know, this is about serverless architecture and the new architecture to stand up their sort of next business line, if you will. So again, there's a great example of let's find some ways to cherry pick on this legacy stuff, do some lift and shift, give them some choices, reduce some runtime costs and help them invest in the future of their organization and build something that's that, uh, you know, has some legs for the future and what kind of technology that it's going to be based on. Um, you know, those are those are wins, wins across the board. You know, you, you reduce some costs, take that money, throw it back at the at the new investment of the organization and go from there. Well, and I think that's such a such a good point that Mike made, which is that it's not one size fits all and we can help you figure that out, right? That's the, the examples that we're talking about is that we can help you to not only navigate all of the choices, but navigate the rate at which you are comfortable with with going with stepping into the cloud. Um, and so that ability to say it's not one size fits all. You don't have to do all the stuff. You don't have to move all of your things to the cloud. You can start with one thing. We will help you figure that out. What is that service? What is that first step really? And what does that look like for you? How is that going to help value? How is that going to help with the value of your business? Um, and then, you know, and then, you know, potentially grow from there. But we can roadmap that for you. We can lay that out. Um, and we see such value in that for our clients. It really helps them to figure out how to take those steps, which which is I think is just so exciting. So, we've, you know, we've we've been in earnest, I would say, about three years solidly with the MSP and our offerings, helping 
customers in our cloud as well as um, in their own uh, cloud adoption. You know, every year we have to submit some stuff to AWS to maintain our partnership level. And I was cross comparing some of the results that we've seen from clients of what they've said over the last couple of years compared to what the industry has to say. And one of the stats that really stood out that I thought was really interesting was, um, you know, as we think about how do our customers feel after they've made it? You know, we talked about, hey, they, they, they grow their services. We've got different angles and we can cost savings. The, the number I saw in the, the white paper was this 82% of small businesses report reduced costs after adopting cloud technology. And 80% and of the companies report operational improvements after adopting the cloud. And so I want to I talk about the, these two as we sort of close up here. But, you know, our results are very similar. Uh, as I look at as I look at what our customers have done, you know, going back to customers who've been with us, say, like since 2017 and what they've done and what they've adopted. I think that as as time has gone by, we've helped them significantly reduce. I don't have percentage numbers, but it's definitely clear to me that they're adopting more. They're running at a little less of rates for those um, services and what the workloads that they were doing have been reduced to take away from the heavy and capital investments and they've been able to scale as they need. So as, as the load goes up or as their needs go up, we can, in, we can put different technologies into place and different services. And, and then, you know, this operational reduction in time, that's one thing that I think is really hard to articulate. And, and that is that moving to the cloud takes a lot of heavy lifting off you and the burden that you have to do on a lot of just sort of key areas. I mean, one of them that just is so clear is this idea that I now no longer have to take care of a lot, of, at least some reduction in that data center. You know, everything from electricity costs to operations and capital expenditures to those. Um, what happens on year one when you buy a, bought a, buy a box and then you need to scale that thing up or sometimes scale that down. You've already made your capital investment. And I think that reducing churn rates of having to check stuff and off-prem backups and swapping tapes or doing migration jobs or you know checking on this, there's a lot of reduction that is sort of behind the scenes that going to the cloud takes, uh, you know, just takes off your plate. And those all go into, you know, that equation of deciding, you know, hey, there's some heavy lifting that I can lift off my plate, but boy, there's there's stuff just under the surface that the customers save on too. And it's interesting to see that there's a number of studies that sort of quote to that. And I think we've had that experience as well. So one of the things that, you know, we bring to the table is, you know, we're, we're consultants, we, we remain consultants, we're not selling a product. So if you're an organization that has tech staff and they're trying to operationally migrate so that they can manage it, that's perfectly valid for us. We will, you know, like the, the example we were talking about before, we're not gonna take over managing those workloads, we're just helping with the transition and then they'll continue to manage it. But we also have, customer profiles because SMB is so diverse who they're running their business and they've never really had uh, any type of like full-time professional tech staff. Um, and so they might, you know, the, there's the classic Instamac mini under the desk or whatever. That's a massive operational improvement to come over to us and just rely on us to provide that support without having to hire a full-time employee. Um, so it, it really spans the gamut. And you know the the fact is, um, we have applied. Um, we, we've been like quote unquote biased in in some of our choices in terms of like making sure that what we do and what we provide and what we recommend 
is going to be robust and reliable. So we don't, um, you know, we will bring an opinion to the table where, and we're not going to, we're not going to force anybody's hand, but that's one of the things that's a benefit is working with us is you'll, you'll, you'll inherit the lessons we've learned without having to pay for them. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. My favorite expression I always get yelled at is just because you can doesn't mean you should, you know, and and that's, it's so true. You know, we've, we've learned some lessons and, and, you know, as you say, as, as clients come to us and we, we see this over and over again, where you'll have a particular mindset or particular, we're going to bring a, um, we're going to bring a perspective. Uh, We're not going to be dogmatic about it, but we are going to, you know, we're going to try to save you from making the same mistakes that we've done. Yeah. And, did you, did you think about this kind of context? You know, yeah. like, Hey, what about this kind of, so it's like, you'll get that those extra kind of like um, sort of strategic inputs before you've made the decision and found out the hard way. And yeah. And traveled that road to get there. Well, and I think that's such a great risk mitigation strategy for business leaders, right? Because they're looking at this as, you know, as what is the level of risk? What is the level of risk around security, around cost, around, you know, around my, my operations for my company? These are questions that business leaders and owners are grappling with. And what I think is so pertinent about, about what you just said, Jeremiah, is that we, we're not selling us, we're not selling a product here where we, you know, we, we, what we want to do is come in and help you to manage that, help you to make decisions, help you to mitigate that risk. And you get to learn from us. You get to learn from what we've already brought to the table from this great work that the team has already done, you know, to build this out, to navigate that infrastructure um, and, and, to, and, to, and to dig through that. And Bill, I thought the, the point you made around cost reduction is so interesting because we see that as a huge concern. Is, you know, is the cloud going to be hugely expensive? Um, and time and time again, we see that it actually saves companies money. We just do. We see that it helps them with cost reduction. Um, and we see that it allows them for this sort of, you know, flexibility around services that can scale up and scale down on an as-needed basis. And it's it's so gratifying for us to be able to help our clients to do that, to save money, to be more efficient, to help manage their risks. Because we this is this is what we do. This is what we're good at. Yeah. Well, you know, our our investment in the MSP, our investment in certifications and our investment in our clients' environments are just like it's a a portfolio of things that we're trying to bring to the table here. It isn't about, like I say, we don't sell specifically products in the marketplace. We don't we have things that we've put together and services that we've combined, automations we've put in place. The MSP is there to help that small client make that lift and get the advantage of all that intellectual knowledge, all that, you know, hard road traveled, hard road to hard knocks types of things and get that out of the way. But all of that dovetails into implementations that are helping clients with staff of people who are low or even high educated in cloud technology, help them navigate that. So, you know, again, we're trying to fulfill a need here that people, it isn't one size fits all. Some people need a big lift to get some pieces in and some people need just some assistance on a very vertical aspect of it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, when you think about, I, I see this a lot where a decision is made to do, we're going to leverage X technology, whatever that may be. It has tentacles that come out of it. You know, these tentacles can reach into, well, that affects security. You know, we need to be thinking about how we draw boundaries around that and controlling blast radius. And well, what about backups in that instance? And how does that happen? And how does that dovetail into, is it just data backups? Is it infrastructure backups? And um, as we continue to grow this, what, this desktop space, the DAS space, that is 
I think a big roadmap ahead. I mean, there was 67%, or excuse me, yeah, 67% growth last year. And the previous year was 500% growth in the desktop space, you know, trying to move our users away from these devices that are hanging out here, moving to the cloud. Just saying, I want to invest in VDI or virtual desktop or, or whatever, DAS, that has tentacles that reach out all over the place. And our skill sets, regardless if you want to leverage in an MSP, a, 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 you know, your own account and have us help you do it, those experiences are going to apply to that and help you understand those tentacles and how they reach into other areas of the of your business. So um, it's been it's been quite the road over the last couple of, of years. And uh, you know, I feel like we're heading down you know, a good path here as we, as we look forward to what we want to do with the podcast, you know, I'd like to, I, I think our intention here is to use this as an opportunity to say, this is who we are and this is what we do. And this is how we go about it. And this is why we think you should give us a listen um, down the road. We're going to be getting into more specific technical areas and business process areas and where they apply. And this technology uh, is we think about Salesforce and how it dovetails into this. Um, we'll be showcasing some specific uh, application case studies and we'll be talking to clients. I know we've talked to a couple of different clients that have a lot of interest in sharing their experience, both with us from a procedural and a, you know, a company and process perspective and their experience with us, as well as what their, you know, real financial numbers have been and what workloads they've listed. So um, I'm excited to see, you know, where, how far we get down the road here. Um, and uh, I'm excited to bring some of those people in and share our experiences. And hopefully our clients, if they're in a similar situation, they can draw some comparisons and they'll look to us for, you know, an opportunity to work with them. Yeah. I think finding that partner is kind of the overreaching theme of all this is if you're an SMB and you're out there looking at this, you know, daunting journey into the cloud, you know, find that partner. And obviously we are poised and ready to, to be that partner, but overall find somebody who can help you find, find somebody who's done it before, learn from other people's mistakes and, you know, take that step. I, I think that's, that's really key. And yeah, key it is this conversation. It is. And, you know, regardless of, you know, there is no question about it. And I think it's important for people to understand this, that there is no firm, no consulting firm, no partner that is going to be able to cover every aspect of AWS. You know, they may be able to do 80 percent, have a 100 percent capability in one particular area. The thing I love about our relationship at AWS now and how we've positioned ourselves as part of the SPP and being at the advanced tier is we have access to additional partners that have specializations. So regardless of how you come to us, our road mapping and our discovery and our process is going to identify those things that we are the perfect fit for. The, areas where we're going to require some additional assistance or even areas that really are outside of our uh, specific skill set. But we've got a partner network of thousands of consultancies that we can work with through uh, AWS and we can bring them in and we've partnered with them on different projects. And clients can understand that as long as you're working with a good, solid AWS you know, advanced tier, uh, platinum tier partner, they're going to have access to these resources. And I think AWS has been a real good partner in us and connecting us so that whatever we get engaged in, we can put the right resources following the right process to get them associated with that client. So I think it's important right. to say we've got a network of teams that we can work with. I was about to mention that as well, because a great example of AWS being that great partner is is this, that we had a client uh, that came to us and said, we really don't know what we need. We don't really know what's in our in our infrastructure, everything, right? It's not well documented. We went to AWS and let them know this is a situation. They really want to start looking at the cloud, but they don't know how to start. 
what AWS did was come back to us with, well, we have a partner on this side who can do what's called an OLA, an optimization and licensing assessment. We'll plug you in with them at no charge to your client. We'll give you a credit for it. We'll apply a, a program there that can kind of underwrite that proce- process. Mm-hmm. And they were willing to come in and work with us to work with the client to to get that information, that starting piece, which was, okay, what do you guys have running and what do we need to to kind of compare to when it comes to cloud services. Yeah, so, you know, includes. yeah, right, exactly. So, you know, AWS is a great partner from our experience in that regard and, and is a really key point to, you know, why would you want to work with us? Because we have good partners as well. And we're trying to really provide that experience of being a trusted advisor. Uh, we talk about that a lot at Salient um, and bringing, bringing different people into play when it makes sense to, to find the optimal result. Yeah, I mean, on the, I mean, just to put maybe put a, a final pin in, in that is like the, the the optimal result is key and kind of make that point of we don't we don't have products. That's not strictly true. We do have some products, but those aren't our primary business model. Mm-hmm. Those are accelerators yeah. for you, and we we put those things together to get economy of scale across across people for whom it makes sense. But it doesn't always make sense, and. You know, we have a diversity of deployment strategies across lots of different customers, some of whom our products make sense for, but some of whom those would be limiting and therefore we do something different. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that we don't take advantage of the kind of economies of scale of, of, of the product mentality. We absolutely do. In fact, we look for more opportunities to do that. Um, and make it easy to opt into more complex things in a simple way in a push button manner. That's a very big focus of, of the practice. Um, but it's not our primary, it's not our end goal. That's a, those are, those accelerators are there to make sort of cloud adoption and cloud migration make more sense for people and be easier to select into, but not as a uh, end in itself. Yeah, a little bit of an 80-20 rule. I, I think a lot of those accelerator products, if you will, that's a good terminology to think of it. You know, we sort of take that 80-20 rule with a lot of that. And, you know, this is what 80% of our clients might need out of the box. It'll make an easy adoption. It's an easy push button. They can get on board. They can take advantage of that. But that same framework and that same architecture and the same tools and the same services used can be used to extend those in custom ways. And those that it makes sense for don't have to put a major investment into it. And those that really want to expand upon that, you can we can build upon that and keep going from there with them. And we've seen that a number of times where we want to... Uh, you know, specifically tailor some of these things to be more specific to our additional capabilities. And I think that's that's a commonplace thing. It's a good groundwork, good framework to start from because you're starting from this core framework that's built the way that you want it to be and you can extend it from there. Absolutely. And if and if if somebody opts into something that we that we market and and sell as a product and ultimately in six months or in a year um, requirements change or it stops making sense for them because of the underlying way we've architected things. It's there's no like hard vendor lock-in. It's yep. very easy to, to easily just opt out of the custom, I mean, to the, uh, to the product uh, decision into whatever customization or, uh, or platform alternative may exist. So that's definitely a big point of why we sort of say we're, we're not a product company, even though we are, um, because we're not trying to get a vendor lock in. We're not making our primary revenue by licensing products. Right, right. I think I think a lot of times what we try to do when we develop, you know, products that support our 
our uh, platform as a whole is kind of trying to open doors, right? So we are able to open this door for you to be able to get into this particular space. And I'm really looking forward to talking to Jeremiah, you and Mike about a lot of the work that you guys have been doing on those, we'll call them accelerators. We'll talk about those in, in other episodes, most likely, but you know, developing these key things that will open doors to other areas. Uh, file storage, which opens uh, up a door to um, AI. Mike, you've done some work there with, what was it, recognition and uh, translation and a lot of really cool things. So, you know, think of it as get that door open and, and see where it goes. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, this kind of wraps up where we want to head here. It's just kind of an introduction of where we are, where we come from, what we're kind of focusing on. I think this will be good for people to, you know, to listen to and, and get some sense of who we are as a company and, and you know, what we're trying to do. And, uh, you know, we'll try and put together some additional posts about future episodes. And I think people will find that we'll dig really deep technically in some and we'll probably focus, uh, you know, they'll always try to focus on the financial and the business aspect of it, whether it be procedural or, you know, what we learn, facts, finds. We'll try and do some case studies as time goes by and like I say, bring some other customers in to talk about their experiences. But um, this is a good episode to introduce all. Thank you all for taking time out of your extraordinarily busy days to be here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CloudQuest podcast. And until next time, best of luck to your journey in the cloud.